0: Hello everybody. This is Bill Knauer, and you're listening to Author to Author, where we talk about writing and life. Because what it takes to write the book you want to write is also what it takes to lead the life you want to lead. It's true. That's why we talk about it. Author to Author is brought to you by Author Magazine, premier free writing magazine on the internet, featuring articles on writing and the writing life. Uh, It features my thrice weekly blog where I write about Kind of whatever is on my mind, but usually something about writing, about creativity, about creating the life you want to lead, that's there. And my interviews with best-selling and award-winning, my video interviews, video, mind you, best-selling and award-winning authors across the genres. At the moment, my new interview with the uh, fascinating, award-winning, best-selling British novelist, John Lanchester is up there. John's a very interesting guy. a lot of cool things to say about writing fiction. I liked the conversation. It's up there now, all on authormagazine.org. We're also funded by the fabulous Pacific Northwest Writers Association. They have been supporting writers from pen to publication since 1955. Want to join it? Yes, you do. You want to join it because you know why? It doesn't matter if you live in the Northwest. Even if you don't live in the Northwest, they have these monthly meetings. Oh, guess what? The next two monthly meetings they have In May and June, I'm going to be speaking all about the personal essay, how to do it. If you can make it to the meeting, great. If you can't, doesn't matter. You can listen in. These are free three-hour classes. That's right. With yours truly, doing the personal essay. See, check that out. Also, in two weeks, I'll be doing a fearless writing class that you can't listen in on. You have to go. But if you live in the Northwest, come check it out. Fearless writing at the uh, writers uh, the writers cottage there in Issaquah, Washington. Also, fund the uh, fabulous. Pacific Northwest Writers Conference every year? Yes, they do. People are signing up now. It's going to be in September out here in Seattle. People come from far and wide for that one. It's a good one. I'll be there with a whole bunch of other people. Check it all out at pnwa.org. Well, today we got a return guest. Yes, we do. She was here. I can't remember when she was here, but it wasn't that long ago. She was here with her Fabulous sister, but now Elizabeth Atkins is here all by herself because she's got a new book out. If you don't remember her, Elizabeth, she's a lot of things. She's a best-selling author. She's an actress, a TV host, and an award-winning journalist who uses a multimedia platform to inspire people to unlock their infinite infinite potential and live with passion, prosperity, health, and happiness. A health and fitness enthusiast whose 100-pound weight loss was featured on none other than Oprah. Elizabeth co-hosts a weekly television show, My Healthy Mind, which promotes wellness by shattering stigmas around taboo topics such as mental illness, addiction, and abuse. She has written nearly 20 books, including the novels White Chocolate, Dark Secret, and Twilight with Billy D. Williams, and her most recent memoir, God's Answer is No, spelled K-N-O-W, Lessons from a Spiritual Life. Oh, Elizabeth, welcome to the show.
1: <laughs> thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I loved your intro.
0: <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I love introducing people. You know <laughs> everybody's interesting. You're, you're very yes, interesting. Elizabeth. Sure. You uh all right, so that's a hell of a bio I just rattled off. <laughs> um I didn't even mention, by the way, in this that you're also co publisher, I guess, of Two Sisters Publishing, yeah?
1: Yeah, co-creator of Two Sisters Writing and Publishing. We write yeah. and publish books, me and my sister oh, together.
0: I know. That's what you thats you guys were on talking about that a little while ago. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about you. Um, mm-hmm. So you do a lot of stuff. You're in front of the camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're writing. <laughs> I, I actually want to go back to one thing that's in this that I think is kind of interesting. You mentioned that you, you lost 100 pounds at some point in your life. Yeah. And that got featured on Oprah. Um, yeah. and you, and, and that sort of ties into the show that you, that it's a, it's a Michigan show. It's a sort of local ish, but it's in Michigan. Yeah. That's it's it comes, mm-hmm. it airs out of Michigan. Right.
1: In. Yeah. Um, correct. Right. Uh-huh.
0: Um, was that weight loss? Was that a significant moment in your life?
1: Well, I had struggled with diet and and unhealthy relationship with food and body image since I was 11. And I started starving myself and losing 20, 30 pounds and gaining it back. And that that cycle really continued into my 20s. And then when I had my son, I gained 70 pounds. And I said, yeah. And my doctor said I might have been pre-diabetic. And even though the test was negative, um, there were many factors that made me really have a wake-up call first. I didn't want to get diabetes. Secondly, I didn't want to stay that overweight. And third, my first book was coming out three months after my son was born. And I didn't want to sit in the bookstore or do TV interviews or my book tour feeling bad about myself and not making my best. So (laughs) I took quick action. I took quick action. And I just started um, eating healthy and exercising no pills, no surgery, real old fashioned weight loss. And within a yeah.
0: year I had lost a hundred pounds. Yeah. yeah. But you know, the thing about weight loss and I'm not someone who's had to struggle with it. I actually have had a little bit of up and down, but I was always athletic and blah, blah, and thin guy, but doesn't matter. Cause I think I know the one thing I know about body and w- whether we like the shape of it or not. I mean, you can, you can do the exercise, you can change how you're eating, but if you don't change your frame of mind, it's not going to matter. Right. I mean, you're going to go right back. Right. And so Absolutely. did, you know, one of my, favorite interviews I've ever done is with a woman named Janine Roth who wrote a great book called Women, Food, and God. And your mm. story sounded a lot like hers, you know, somewhere wow. between being overweight and, and binging and anorexia and bulimia and the whole thing. Yeah. But, right. and it was a great book because she was really writing about the spiritual relationship or she wanted readers to look beyond the body when they thought about their body in a way,
1: yeah. when they yeah. understand it.
0: Yeah. And I can't believe that you've been able to hold the weight keep, that's a, you know, a healthy uh, weight. If your mind, if some mindset didn't change with that. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. That's a perfect segue because writing was an integral part of my weight loss because I oh. it's not about the food. It's about your mind and using food yeah. as your drug of choice to yep. soothe your emotions or combat your stress or stuff down your feelings so I had yeah. to figure out why I was eating. So journaling, as a lifelong journaler and a professional writer, I used journaling to reprogram my brain. I wrote out literal scenes of how I would be as a thin person who no longer sought sugar as my pie if I were stressed. And so right. in the course of that, that's how for the past 21 years since my son was born, I've been able to be more fit than ever and feel amazing because I had to change my brain. It used to be that if I were stressed, my first thought was, oh, give me some ice cream. Now my first thought is, where are my running shoes? I have to go running. (laughs) Or where's my journal? I need to journal. And in fact, we created a journal program called Power Journal that combines
0: this. (laughs) I remember this. Yes, I I remember you talking about this. Okay.
1: Yes. So this year we published Power Journal for Weight Loss, a 28-day challenge that provides 28 days' worth of writing prompts to figure out why you eat. Not because you like potato chips, because you, have, you like comfort food. And so until you can overcome, figure out, resolve your reasons for eating, might as well not bother going on a diet.
0: That's right. That's right. Because we, no one does anything for no reason. And everybody, right, right. Wants to, and, and everybody wants to feel good all the time. We don't, but we want to, you know. And so and what I love about your little description is you say, well, instead of going for ice cream, I go for my running shoes. But the main thing is to understand that you have to develop a, some, a, something, a new strategy for dealing with stress because you're going to be stressed at some point. It just happens to you. And the question is, are you going to have a healthy response or an unhealthy response? And you started learning a health and the thing is the healthy response actually is more effective if you really embrace it. Right. Yeah. It's not as easy, but it's more effective.
1: No, no, it's not. Nothing, nothing worth doing is easy, but I said it was a perfect segue because my book God's answer is no chronicles my struggles with food. And it was my spiritual awakening where I learned how to meditate And get in touch with the divine voice within, which you can call the universe or God or your higher self or whatever label you want to put on it. It's a spiritual voice within and it's our true power. And that really was the turning point to help me finally heal this food issue and keep my body at a healthy weight. And my, my health is just outstanding. All my numbers are perfect.
0: <laughs> oh, good. You know, I,
1: I, yeah, I know I work out, I went at my last physical, my doctor's like, well, what are we going to do? Nothing. <laughs> because I don't need any medicine. I mean, it's just a blessing to have made that discovery. And the point is that I put it all in my memoir um, yep. and Teach people how they too can emulate how I have finally found peace with my mind, body, and spirit in the context of food and other things.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you because you know uh, the the um, subtitle, uh, "Lessons from a Spiritual Life." Usually, a spiritual life uh, does not refer to an entire life. Usually, it refers to the second half of a life or some point. Because for mm. most people. You know, it's never, it's rare. I mean, we all are, I think, spiritual beings, whether we like it or not, but most lives are not Mm -hmm. led that way. Something has to happen to sort of force most of our hands. And so it sounds Mm. like for you, right, the wake up, it really began with you losing, having to lose the weight. That was kind of your, that was your moment of like, okay, I'm going to do actually address this holistic. And so that's when your spiritual life really began. Yeah. And how old were you then? Like, in your thirties, maybe late twenties, early thirties, where, where were um, all
1: that? So the weight loss happened when I was 30, okay. but um, the spiritual awakening didn't happen until I was 44.
0: And there now I'm 51. That's 61. just about right. Yeah. <laughs> that's just uh, how about is right. That right. What do you it's mean? Just cause you know why? Because when we're young people, so much of it's like, can I do the work? Can I do this? Can I succeed? Can I, there's all these questions about just, Having marriages and families and just being a grown up kind of, and then mm. usually in the middle of your life you figure, I know how to like, I got to figure out how to be happy, really, really, because mm. it isn't going to be from mm-hmm. having the job, having the marriage, having the kids. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to mm-hmm. do it, and you have to get mm-hmm. down to what it actually is. I think, and it's usually right. they call it the midlife crisis, but but that's usually when it kicks in, you know. Yeah. Some people earlier, so, but that's so right, go on.
1: Absolutely. So my goal is to teach people and I have a whole section called ascend eight steps to an infinite you where I teach people how to do what I've done. So hopefully they can do it earlier. Uh, I'm 51 (laughs) now. And I, I feel amazing. I don't look my age because of my lifestyle because of the meditation and yoga and working out and the super healthy eating. I teach all of that in God's answer is no. And I'm also doing seminars and um, online workshops to teach people and coaching people, through meditation and transformation, but I also overcame a lot of other things like a bad divorce and just fears that I'd had in life. And it was all, I wanted to feel peace and the way I found peace was through this spiritual empowerment that I discovered when I learned how to meditate, that was the turning point. Yeah. Meditation meditation, is like the elixir.
0: Yeah. Meditation. Mm -hmm. I, I meditate and you know, it's interesting. So I've always written, And I mean, always, 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 you know, and my wife meditated before I did. And I didn't meditate for a long time because I thought, well, it sounds a lot like writing to me. And I will tell you, (laughs) it is actually it kind of is in a way, which is Uh where you go when writing is going really well. Is it just as peaceful and centering? But it's different in this other way, as you know, also in that I guess it's like Uh writing is thinking on purpose. And meditating is not thinking on purpose. Does that make sense?
1: Wow.
0: How's that? I love it. <laughs> oh, That's good. So cool. Yeah. That is
1: so cool. I actually wrote something similar because thinking is a like a really um, laborious task in creating. And like <laughs> you're creating a scene, you have to like take an idea and build it and find yeah. the right words and string the sentences together. Whereas meditation, the, the techniques that I use, I use the shamanic journeying technique. It takes me to all these fant- fantastical places that I'm certain. When people read my books, they're going to be like, "Well, what was she smoking?" Before?
0: Right? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't
1: no. drink. I don't smoke. It's no. It's pure going into another realm and just it just unfolds by surprise and it's it's yeah. magical and you it don't want to leave because like your body is so relaxed and your heart rate slows and your breathing slows and your body is so still and your mind is peaceful. It's amazing. And it's free and you don't have, it's (laughs) legal. There's no intoxicants involved. It's really, I always want everybody to meditate. (laughs) We would have such a great world. (laughs)
0: I, my wife was funny. My wife never did any drugs at all growing up. Never has. She's never drank, never smoked. Never. And, and, but she went to a school, college, where people, this is the 80s, and everybody was just, you know, parting their brains out. And she'd listen to people come back with their tails of acid and whatever they were taking. And her thought was always, I think I don't need drugs to have that experience. Like, I can, can have that experience without drugs. Uh, yeah. I don't need them. And she was absolutely right. You know, she's absolutely right. Um, wow,
1: I would, so I would cool. say her
0: only, her only vice is ketchup. <laughs> Hi, ah. <right>. <laughs> <laughs> so cute. here's a question for you. You said uh, it helped you deal with your fear. What were some of your fears? Share with us. You're so centered now, but once upon a time, what were some of those fears you had to let go of, or maybe you're still letting go of? Uh, that kind of haunted you and maybe had you eating more than you should have?
1: The world felt very unsafe. Um, When I was five, my male teenage neighbor took me into his house and could have done some really bad things, but he let me go. without Physically hurting me, but emotionally I was very, very terrified, and I didn't tell anybody until I was 19 because I was sure my father would go kill him and then I wouldn't have a dad. That was my five-year-old brain, and it's not unusual for kids to think like that. So then the Oakland County child killer, when I was in elementary school in Metro Detroit, there was somebody killing kids. And um, then John Wayne Gacy in Chicago was killing young people. So that was all my era. And then I read The Exorcist, and I read Amityville (laughs) Horror. Oh, God. (laughs) So hey, fool. not only was I scared of scary people in the real world, I was also scared of, like, demons and possessed right. houses, and these fears were very, very, very real to me, and um, uh, I just was always afraid, and then when I went to yeah. college, there was always a rapist on campus, and yeah. there was always yeah. some other threat, so um, fear of personal safety, um, but yeah. then, again, through the meditation, I just, and nothing bad has ever happened. I mean, right. I've always been safe. So I, I, through meditation, you can do healings on yourself. And I just resolved, let go of some of these fears. And because of the beautiful spiritual experiences I have in meditation, all that demonic stuff um, just sort of faded away. Because I yeah. know that the powerful forces of the heavenly realm are very powerful. So yeah. that was transformative. Yeah.
0: Well, and but you think. know what, mm-hmm. you know what Emily Dickinson said very what? well. She said that, she said that love is all there is, is all we know of love.
1: Ooh, I love
0: it. Yeah, I do too. And I think that mm. when you, when you meditate and you go to that peaceful place within yourself, you are mm-hmm. finding the source of your safety, you know yeah. the sort mm-hmm. of stillness that seeks no harm and really fears nothing. I think, and it's a it's it's a place of unconditional safety. And but you, it's the it's you know Elizabeth, it's your story is a perfect one because except for the experience with your your with that teenager, it was your mind that was driving you to fear. I mean, you can look yeah. at all the you know it really it wasn't actual. You weren't actually in peril, but it doesn't matter. The mind is so powerful. If you think there's a tiger outside your door, it doesn't matter whether yeah. there's a tiger outside your door or not.
1: Right. You know? right.
0: And so you have got, we have, If you we've got to, and, and meditation is such a good tool for getting that mind to still and so that we can have some role in what it thinks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also writing
0: because yeah. I
1: use writing every day, journaling, and um, in Power Journal, it's like script your life. What do you yep. want to happen? How do you want the scenario to play out? What do you want to manifest? I write that and I become the author of my life, the screenwriter of my life. And, that's right. Um, yeah, it's really powerful because once you put it into words, you're creating physical form out of, out of thought, Yeah, and that's the first Step to manifesting something um, in the physical world from your thoughts.
0: And it works. And, Powerfully. and I, but <laughs> it seems to me the key to that, to doing those kinds of um, kind of like, not, not a mantra, but that kind of um, vision writing, where you're picturing the future is when I've done it, it's most effective. I have to, just like I'm writing, like when I'm writing anything, I have to feel the thing I'm writing. You know, I can't just intellectually put down my ideas. Mm. I have to be. I have to feel it. I have to know it. I have to want, I have to be engaged in it. And I've learned that when I write about my, if I ever do that kind of visioning, I have to feel the thing I'm writing about, not just put the words down. I have to believe it emotionally, not just intellectually. Does that make sense?
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Not enough just
0: to say the words. <laughs> you got to believe them on an emotional level.
1: Definitely, because that will, your reader will feel that.
0: Yeah. And also just, you know, your it's like because here's the thing is you say you want something. You say I want to have uh, my own television show. Right. So let's say it's the thing you want. Well, the truth is what you really want is how you think you're going to feel when you have the television show. Right. It's the feeling. Ooh. Right. It's not just the television show. It's how you feel mm-hmm. while you have it. So the feeling mm. really matters more than the thing itself. Does that make sense? Mm.
1: Yes. It's like that's with anything, like a relationship.
0: Exactly. Um, exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. And so you're Powerful. picturing the.
0: Yeah. Well, it's true because because the thing is, Elizabeth, we just want to feel good like all the time. Like, do you ever not want to <laughs> feel good? Yeah. You know, I think I want to feel bored and restless today. That would just that would. No. Like we always want to feel good. That's <laughs> it. Mm-hmm. Right. So
1: the cool thing is, though, so writing is such a tool, and that's what I show throughout. God's answer is no. Writing is a tool to always bring you back to that because right. when you're stressed, you can literally purge out your your negative feelings on the page. Right. I mean, I right. use this tool all. If I'm stressed, boom, boom, boom. I sit down and write, right. and it's like so. Wh- wait, wait, wait. Like throwing wait walk up. me
0: through that. Hold on. So, so this is okay. great. I know my, I, I think I, I do that some, but I'm never that effective with it. I have other things I do. But so walk me through. Okay, so you're stressed out about something. Uh, I don't know. What's something you get stressed out about?
1: Um, if I have like multiple deadlines, like,
0: right, like recently good. my okay. sister and
1: I were doing three books at once.
0: All right. So you get the, all the balls are juggling in your head. They're all going to fall down. You're never going to be able to. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're all stressed. So how do, you, how do you write to relieve the stress? Like walk me through that.
1: Okay. So I type really fast um, and I just go to my keyboard. I'm already at my computer because I'm working and I just open up a new file and I literally purge out how I feel. I can write, my body feels so tense right now. My head is going a million miles an hour. How am I going to get all this done before five o'clock? Oh my gosh. um, I have a headache. I'm so hungry. I haven't (laughs) eaten today. Um, (laughs) But
0: this makes you feel better.
1: Well, what it does is, it's like it purges it out of me, but then here's the kicker. What I do is I find a solution. I might write out a time grid of the day um, to say, okay, between two and three, I can do this. And then I'll eat lunch. And then at four o'clock I'll do this. And then I like get a grip on it. And then I say, Oh, okay, then I can do this tomorrow. And um, I'm going to find the courage just to tell this person, uh, no, you won't have this till Wednesday. You know, I find solutions in the writing. But here's something called intuitive writing, automatic writing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: High school. Oh,
0: yeah. So it,
1: like, comes from your soul. And the writing, once you get in that meditative state, it, like, the writing comes straight from your heart and soul before your mind can get all meddled in it and criticize it and mess it up. So it's your pure truth. So your pure truth is going to tell you what to do. And I use this in moments of extreme stress when I'm making a decision and I use writing, handwriting. Right. I found a piece of paper and I press the pen to the paper. I ask the question, whether I'm asking it of Elizabeth, God, whoever, whatever right. source. It's a higher yeah. source than me. And I say, okay, what should I do right now? And I let my pen go. And the answer yeah, yeah. comes like lightning faster than I think. And I know that's from a divine source a higher source, and I know that's the right answer to follow, and it's never wrong.
0: Yeah, and you have to, it's such a critical, you know, it's a funny thing, some of our listeners, you you may have done this, you may know what she's talking about, you may think you don't know what she's talking about, but I think the the source you're talking about that gives you the answers is is the same thing that, that fiction writers listen to. That, that has their characters do things they didn't anticipate. If you've ever written fiction, you know you're getting it right when you are surprised by what you've written. You know, and likewise, yeah. when I write about my own life, if I am surprised by what I find, even when I'm writing about something that happened to me, I know I'm seeing it the way I want to see it. And it's the mm-hmm. same thing if you've if, when I write for sort of guidance, you know the mm-hmm. difference between when your mind is coming up with the answer and when you're letting right. something else come up with the answer. You have yes. to know the difference, that's- right?
1: Yes, and that is the absolute true magic of creativity in writing and yeah. in life. When, yeah. you, when you tap into that flow that's coming from the cosmos, you know it's not coming from you. It's pure magic, and it's always yeah. right.
0: Yeah. I always say with the mm-hmm. flow, I got a chapter in my book, Fearless Writing, all about the flow. And Love it. I, like, I think it's the best word for it. It's been used before, mm-hmm. but I think it's the best word because I feel like when I'm in it, I am wholly a part of something for which I am not wholly responsible, right? Wow. In it. It's right? Makes sense. So you're wow. in something that you didn't make, but you're in something completely, but you, to say that it's all you is a lie, right? You're a letting lie, it through.
1: Clearly. Right. Yeah. 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 But you are in it completely.
0: <laughs> you know, you're in the river. You didn't make the river, but you're in it and you're and you're going wherever it's going, you know, if you yeah. if you're willing to let it. Feels good. It feels good. It feels oh, I good. love it. Okay, so now uh, God's answer is no. Is not yet. A- so today it is May seventh, two thousand nineteen. Mm-hmm. So the book is not mm-hmm. technically out yet, but it's going to be very soon. Like next week, did you mm-hmm. say? Yes, okay. Yeah. And
1: pre- we're taking pre-orders at godsanswerisno.com. It K-N-O-W, not N-O. God's right. Answer Is No. dot com, and it's K N O W, not N O. God's Answer Is No. dot com. You can read all about it and order it and um, Learn about the classes I'm going to be teaching with the content of Ascend Eight Steps to an Infinite You so you can learn how to meditate, journal, clear your Excellent. chakras,
0: all that All stuff. At, and all of this is that God's answer is no, but is that the only place? Do you have your own personal website where they can learn about that stuff, or is it just God's answer is no?
1: Well, you can. Um, well, that is particular to this book, but you can also okay. go to twosisterswriting.com, dot com, and we'll have more information there too.
0: Okay, good. And is it, is this book going to be available at all the normal digital outlets?
1: Yes, in hardcover, okay. paperback, and ebook.
0: All right, excellent. Uh, and yeah. uh, are you going to try and go around personally to different places, or are you gonna do it all just your? Is your promotion going to be all digital?
1: Both. I'm going to be doing both. both. I have um, people across the country from L.A. to D.C. where I'm going to be doing events. Um, right. So that will be this summer. What about um, Seattle? And I'll be promo- I would love to come to Seattle. I oh, had a book see. signing in this giant store there um, in like the late 90s. I don't remember oh. the name of the
0: store. What it was huge. The Elliott Bay Bookstore?
1: yes that was it oh you, know, yes, you did a book yeah.
0: signing there well, no kidding
1: i did so yeah, it
0: was great. well you got to come through seattle we're we got you know because we got book people here and we got the woo woo here we got it all it's a complete oh, venn diagram God, of to. your books
1: awesome thank you i'd love to and all those events you announced at the beginning sounded spectacular
0: oh yeah oh for sure yeah it's a we're lousy with writers and readers up here in the northwest no, just, not. <laughs> we're littered <laughs> with them. <laughs> All right. Well that, well, that sounds great. That sounds great, Elizabeth. Uh, it sounds like a great resource. And again, so if people want to find out about it, they go to godsanswersno.com. That's K-N-O-W. You see? to play on words. Uh, okay. Yes. I'm not ready to let you go. I can't remember if I asked you guys this last time. So I'm just going to ask you personally, Elizabeth. I want you to okay. finish this sentence. uh blah, blah. I want you to finish this sentence. If writing okay. has taught you anything, it's taught you what?
1: That I have immeasurable power within myself to express and to touch lives through my words.
0: That's good. That is good. And it's true. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah. It's true. All right. Well, Elizabeth, you're awesome. Congratulations you on the are. book and all the fabulous stuff you're doing. Thank you. And uh, just uh, and if you do ever come through Seattle, let me know. I'll have to come see you talk.
1: I would love that. That would be amazing. Thank you so much for this really, really delightful experience again.
0: (laughs) You are most welcome.
1: Awesome. Thank you so. much
0: Thank you. Oh, I cut her off just a little bit. I'm sorry, Elizabeth. That's okay. Okay, I want to thank my producer, to R.J. Jeffries. You're awesome, R.J. Also, next week, oh, I'm going to have Tamby Tembi, oh, Let me get her name right. Tembi Locke. Oh, actress, and she's got a book out, a memoir, blowing up. She's going to be on the show. She was just on the Today Show or something. I don't know, but now she's going to be on my podcast. It'll be awesome. Uh, yes, you do all have the power within you, just like Elizabeth said. You do? You do? It connects you to something smarter than all of us. That's what writing does. So go get connected. Go do something you love and get connected.